Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topic, the Nutcracker. So, it is December, so for months now, people have been rehearsing and now finally performing the Nutcracker. And there was also that movie that came out. That yeah, I did not see that. I didn't either, just because I'm like my Nutcracker on stage, not on the movie screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought it would be perfect to finish out our year. So yes, this will be our last episode for 2017. 2018. No, My life, 2018. This will be our last episode before we roll into the holidays where it'll just be like our release day is Christmas and New Year's Day. So yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in the new year after this episode. But before we head out for the year, we definitely want to talk about one of the biggest like dance phenomenons is the Nutcracker. You know, we kind of talked about this before we started recording is that even non-dancers will go see Nutcracker. You know, everyone will see Nutcracker and be like, oh, yeah, that's the they'll say I've never seen a ballet. And then you'll be like, have you seen the Nutcracker? And they're like, oh, yeah, I have. I guess that counts. I know for me, it was my first ballet. I saw. Ooh, don't get me the line because I was really young. I think I was probably about six or seven when my aunt took me. I it was one of the touring companies because it came through Atlanta, but I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I think um, ABT or City or, or City Ballet is one of the two that I'm thinking of, but I can't. I definitely don't quote saw me on that. the Nutcracker was the first ballet I ever saw, and I I saw the New York City Ballet version, and I think. Because I performed in my first production of The Nutcracker at eight years old. I was in second grade. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw the production before that. So I might have been like the year before when I was like in first grade and seven. Mm -hmm. I know there's pictures somewhere in the house of like my dad took me, me and my dad dressed up to go. But it must have been the year before because I think that was also when I, when the audition notices, um, for this production of The Nutcracker came out that I ended up being in in second grade, I was already familiar with The Nutcracker. Mm, And I also remember that I just love The Nutcracker. So yeah, I must have like seen it, seen like the New York City Ballet movie, quote unquote movie version of it, which was um, with Macaulay Culkin, which is currently on Netflix and I watched last night. (laughs) Um, And I must have seen the ballet in person before that because I remember like, in elementary school, when we were younger, we'd have this thing where parents would come in and read a book to the class, and mm-hmm. you'd, they'd read your favorite book. And I remember my mom coming in around Christmas time, and I had this Nutcracker book I wanted her to read, and I remember getting a Nutcracker for Christmas one year. So I think it was one of those things where I just loved it. I loved the story. My parents, my dad took me to see it. My mm-hmm. mom read me, got me all these different children's books about it. I, they probably had me watch, you know, watch the movie, and I just fell in love with it so i think the first thing that that's important to talk about is that like this is from mine and danielle's childhood and we know so many other people that like have christmas memories that are centered around the nutcracker so i think the first question we have to ask ourselves is like why do we still do the nutcracker like why is it still such a big thing and one of the first things that i realized from a like purely like financial standpoint and to be fair, I was doing budgeting things for like my current shows. So I was in a very like business like mindset. But 
my first thought it was it's a huge money maker like oh I yeah know, even like the small like so i've never done a full out nutcracker i've only done excerpts from the show but even scenes from the nutcracker like that i've done was a huge sellout you know like we made tons of money yeah and so i'm just like financially you do a nutcracker you're gonna get people in that don't normally see oh it, yeah you know? like, we... like he said dads that don't the people that are, wouldn't call themselves dancers or ballet people will go see Nutcracker because it has such a very well-known story yes. behind it. And yeah. like I even remember growing up at the studio I was at in my the big thing at the studio I went to growing up was the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. Every winter, every early fall actually. Yeah, it you, starts like September, yeah, really. we would hold, you know, the the owner of the studio and the teachers would hold the auditions for the Nutcracker. Um, for all the different roles you had there's like requirements of like you had to be in x level of ballet and yep. take ballet x times a week to audition this, this company could audition for this role yes yes yeah. stuff like that yep, and yep, yep. um you know and we would start rehearsals like in early fall and all that so it was a really big deal but i even remember all the times growing up performing they would get um local the owner of the studio, they would get local shops to come in and sell merchandise outside. So they would like yeah. make cute little flower crowns or this one girl I danced with, she was like a year or two older than me. Her mom was very artistic. Her mom actually would make sweatshirts oh, nice. and t-shirts with like ballet shoes on them or like cartoon version of like the Sugar Plum Fairy. And it would say um, ride, which R-Y-D-E, which stood for Rock and Youth Dance Ensemble, which nice. is the company that my studio partnered with and still partners with today to um, have these productions of the Nutcracker. Um, but it was all these, all this different merchandising. So yeah. like you would go out during intermission or after the show and like, you know, all the little kids want something. The parents are getting something we for their carolers. kids performing. Like, it's a huge, huge thing. And that was oh, yeah. just the merchandise. And then you still had to pay for it. And obviously like when I was doing it, the shows were at the community college and they were probably only like what maybe 15 10 bucks whatever like not expensive but every show was sold out same thing festival ballet which is the local ballet closest to us they would like i remember so i i was a technician for a lot of their shows and i remember like having to do lights and everything get it set up for that and like we would literally oh my god mr p the ballet master he was such just funny like an insanely talented dancer but hilarious running around yelling at dancers backstage but like it would be i remember just like the lobby being like decked out in christmas stuff and then carolers from like different high schools would come out and like be dressed up singing carols yeah festival ballets dance like it would just be a whole type like the lobby would be a production let alone right. what's happening i was on just stage, gonna say that you know? going to the nutcracker i mean and we're talking about like our studios we grow up in and then you think about new york city ballet and san fran ballet and mm. royal opera you know royal ballet at the opera house all of that like that you think about how ours were already like this whole big yeah. the whole thing was an experience and a production then you put that in a real true ballet company with a ton of money and it really is just a big holiday experience which is why and tradition which is why and tradition. we're still doing people it come, i think that's people it it's come why we're still out, doing it you know people you know they come out and they they bring their family and their kids and their grandkids and all of that and you know i was telling tony before we before we started we were talking about our experiences and when i was younger and i did the nutcracker and i did the nutcracker for eight years mm-hmm. at my studio which is i mean it's a long time it's almost a decade um we would, when we were younger, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we would like say like one year I was an angel and one year I was a uh, Paul Chanel and one year I was a Russian and you would get like little gifts, like little kind of kitschy gifts for everyone mm-hmm. else who was like in your group. So if I was an angel, I would get a little gift for everyone else that was an angel with me or everyone else that yeah. was a Paul Chanel when I was a Paul Chanel. And you would have a day backstage where you would exchange your gifts mm-hmm. and some of them were like cute little stuffed animals and ornaments like some of the girls would make um you know or the kids would make like ornaments and I still have some of those ornaments that get hung up on the Christmas tree at my parents house like they're still intact um there's like actually a whole nutcracker section on our Christmas tree um because that's a thing but um and it was just even for being a dancer it was such an amazing festive holiday and like true holiday experience in terms of like giving gifts and Mm. being and loving and supporting each other and it was just a great environment I feel like as a kid to grow up in and get to celebrate the holidays and honestly like have that spirit of what the holidays should really mean too around which again I think that is in and of itself like that just kind of rooted in family tradition is why it's still done so heavily which brings up my next question and we kind of me and Danielle talked about this a lot when we were discussing the topic for this week is it dated is the like the actual nutcracker itself dated? And so something that I thought about that we didn't actually talk about pre-recording was there are modern companies now that will do versions of the nutcracker oh, because yes. we saw the hard nut like two or three yeah, years ago. Yeah, I think we saw the hard nut two years ago, which is the Mark Morris, Mark Morris's version of the nutcracker um, with his company. Yeah, yeah and company. which is based at um, Brooklyn uh, Academy of Music in Brooklyn. It's based Brooklyn. at BAM. Which yeah. is a gorgeous it's a, it's house. A space. And I even love the production of it. And it just like. Oh, yeah, I, I had so much fun at that oh, show. Yeah. Well, because I also love it. They, it's gender neutral casting. So, like, mm-hmm. on the snowflakes, the flowers, all boy girl intermix yeah. like costume like they didn't they didn't gender yeah gender lock and that production is set is you know it's called the hard nut so it's a take on it and it's set in the 60s yes. or the 70s i can't remember 60s or 70s like they kind of played it might be the 60s when i think i can't to, remember like, the but they and, yeah they played into like the whole tv thing and i don't I wouldn't necessarily bring your younger kids to see it just because i don't think they'd be able to grasp the story as right. much the story wasn't as clear it wasn't as clear and there were definitely moments of like i say i the the level of womanhood was played up a little bit more right which was fun and funny to the audience and everyone enjoyed it and again you could take a kid and they wouldn't know so it's not inappropriate just in terms of like if you are taking younger kids for that magical holiday experience you're going to stick with your traditional production exactly but if you're older teenager and adult the hard nut is it's so much fun. Right. And the it dancing's was, still gorgeous. It was definitely like a good substitute that year because we were all kind of like, oh, we need to go see, you know, uh, Nutcracker this year. But then like all the tickets were super expensive. Yeah. For um, ABT and New, New York City, City Ballet. Ballet. And so yeah. we're like, well, this is a good alternative. Let's try this this year. And so it worked out really well. But as far as like traditional versions of it go, I think it can be very dated. You know, if you're not careful, and if you don't, I think the around the world sections are the moment to update the story and dance as a whole. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want updated dance for the Sugar Plum Fairies or for, you know, the party scenes. Like, I, I'm totally okay with, with more traditional yeah. dance, you know, or standard set choreography that we've seen for years for that. 
But on the Arabian dance, you know, I I like it when they add a little more Arabian flair to it. You know, yes. where they try to incorporate di the different parts of the world in those sections of the dance. Yeah, like truly I appreciate that. You know, those sections are how I ended up doing Nutcracker, right. obviously. It's because they weren't so rigid on ballet technique. I shouldn't say ballet technique, but they, were, they weren't so rigid on it has to be the same way every single time that we do it, you know? Mm -hmm. The directors and choreographers took liberties that brought in a different pool of kids to those specific, you know, sections. Um, and we were mentioning how several companies interpret it very differently. You know, we, we talked about how one company it's very dated. Like they yeah. are very traditional. They are we, not. Yeah. We talked about, all. you know, if you ever see the, the Bolshoi, which there you can find the entire production on YouTube, mm -hmm. um, which is a super famous ballet company that, you know, yes. they're from Moscow. And some phenomenal dancers come One, through there. Oh, 100%. The training is, is insane. Yeah. But watching the production in the same age, dated. it's it's it very dated. dated. Um, something dated. that we'll get to shortly, but I'm going to speak briefly about now. Their, their Clara, their version of the Clara, who's the main girl, she is played by an adult, which happens, fine, but it's, I mean, it's an adult. 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 And um, yeah. everything, I was watching clips of it today to prepare for this and everything, they're the Arabian dance, the Chinese dance, the Spanish dance, everything was on classic Spanish point. Band. Everything, there was, everything was classic ballet, just to the music with maybe a costume that would you would look at and be like, oh, I think I know what that's supposed to be. Versus, um, you have companies like, I'm gonna speak on behalf of New York City Ballet because that's the one I know the, like the, like mm -hmm. know the wow, know the most. I don't know, um, but I know for instance with them, once you get to the Land of Sweet section act two, it is still very much so ballet, but there is parts that it's it's still to this day, and I know because I've read articles, it gets the original choreography gets twisted and molded, mm -hmm. and you think about the new different things, and you know you have your Arabian dancer doing something that's a little more modern, and mm -hmm. you have your Spanish dancers Spanish that are dancers that are giving you some flamingo it. and some tango into right. their dance, and they're in character heels, and I think that that's super important because it also shows you're going to at production of productions of the nutcracker is when you're going to get all these families with kids and teenagers and people who don't usually ever go to the ballet mm -hmm. and so to not only just have classical ballet but to throw in a little bit of modern here a little bit of flamingo and tango there and a little bit a little bit of folk dancing in your yeah. Rus russian section like a little bit of different styles a little bit of character dances i think is Super important, and what can keep a production of The Nutcracker relevant and fresh? And fresh. I, I think it's one of those things of we as a society, no matter where you live in the world, have evolved and have grown, and we have a better understanding of cultures and what they bring to the table. And so I do like it when the Spanish section has some flamenco. Yeah. In it. I really, you know, some flamenco or tango in it. You know, I really do appreciate. I. I really do appreciate when there there doesn't have to be much, you know, just like a simple section, you right? Know, a sixteen bar count that's like, oh, oh, well, that was nice. Oh, there it goes again. Where that kind of folding in and out of the traditional ballet into a new style that again is still flawless dancing because it's still a ballet court's member or principal, right? That's been that's dancing this role, so it's still going to be executed very, very well. So I very much appreciate the updating of you know around the world it just it makes the 
I don't know. I just it feels more inviting to me. I agree, and I also think it to it, see those sections in terms of inviting change every year. You know, it, I yeah. look forward to it. You know? And it's gonna make an audience member more excited when every you know all of the there's like there's like um. I'm trying to think there's, there. I could think off the top of there's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like eight, seven or eight, I think, sections in Act 2 before you get to the, the pas de deux. Seven or eight, maybe nine. Yeah, I, something I like that. Eight. eight, maybe. I think, okay. there's, I think there's eight. And for it to, and they're, none of them are super long. No. no you know, some of them are actually pretty short, short to be honest. Like, yeah, but to have song. this, like, and they flow in every single production because of the way it's written musically, it flows yes. right in and out. So to have it be like, this dance style and now it's a different one and like ooh what's right. this one gonna be because the music or even changes the costuming with yes. it. it's just the all music works changes so, well. so drastically mm -hmm. from section to section so they also have like the different influences of different styles and the dances or the straight up completely different styles of dances and the costumes is what's gonna keep an audience so excited and be like oh my gosh that was so awesome like that's what I want to go see again mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and so also something that I thought about Kind of jumping back for a second when we talked about why is it still done. The dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, that music is used everywhere, everywhere. during Christmas season. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, I was looking for title music for the show, uh, for this week's episode, and I like I was like, oh, well, what should we use? I want to pull something from the Nutcracker, but I want it to be something that everyone knows. And I was like, oh, dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Typed it in on Spotify, and like everything under the sun came in. Everyone has a version of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like... That music is used, it is Christmas music. Like, yeah. Like, the Sugar Plum Fairies, it's Christmas music that people don't even associate with the Nutcracker sometimes just because it's how heavily it's used during the season. Um, yeah. But then, so we've kind of already kind of talked about, like, with Dated and how the Bolsheviks, um, you, they use a more dated classical version of it. Then I, I kind of want to talk about other versions that, other different versions of the Nutcracker and how they choose to incorporate different things such as using children or not um mm -hmm. my favorite version is san francisco ballet i have i love their version of the nutcracker it's it's like i don't know it's just something about i love the idea so they don't particularly they don't use children um in their production of it and clara is played by a younger principal uh dancer so she looks young like she has the appearance of a younger dancer versus in the russian version where they're that is clearly like a 40-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate having Clara having the gorgeous lines and the beautiful technique, you know, but I don't, I don't necessarily know if I want it to be a kid. Yeah, so this is something Tony and I were talking about is the use of kids versus not having kids. And the majority of professional ballet companies do not use kids. And when I say majority... The only we the only <laughs> one the only one that I know that has used kids forever and is documented using kids is New York City Ballet and they take kids from the School of American Ballet. Mm -hmm. I do know that there's a current production of um, the Nutcracker with ABT and ABT takes their Nutcracker on the road and it seems like they're in California right now yeah. and they're using children. Um, from an for, affiliate school. From an I affiliate believe. school in California, it sounds like from what we were able to find that are in this production. But since that, it also seems like it's a new thing. We're not going to speak upon that because we don't have all the details and we haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't have all the details on that. But I just know using 
So it makes me think of slightly unrelated. When I did a production of Beauty and the Beast, we had children right. in our version. And normally children only ever show up as Chip and Chip right. is not in the street scenes that happened before yeah. Belle in the Castle, not things like that. Like we didn't have children in that. And when we had children and all of us realized, oh yeah, there's a child in this scene now. That's a little weird. And then we kind of moved on. I kind of feel the same way when it comes to Nutcracker. Like, I'm okay with the party scene not really having children in it. So I but, um, I, I go I, I go both ways. People don't like that. So we, Tony and I talked a lot about this, and I go both ways because I think there is something. I think there's a lot of great things about having kids. I think having that youthful yes. present on presence on stage. I think having kids see kids perform yeah. is super important in any thing. in any facet because. Again, this is going to be a show that a lot of kids are seeing, a ballet they're seeing for the first time, the only ballet they've ever seen. And to give that opening experience to, to kids about like, wow, this ballet is really cool. It's, it's very interesting. Maybe I want to take ballet. Maybe something that's, uh, that's what I want to do, I think is super important. And I think that when you have someone on stage that looks like you or feels like you, it's a lot easier to identify with that. However, I will say that as New York City Ballet is the only production to use kids, known at least, at, in a major ballet company, yes. um, I don't necessarily love the way the kids... I, I'll backtrack. I don't love the way that Clara or Marie... Her name is Marie in the New York City Ballet production. I don't love the way that Marie is used. Because I yeah. think that in the party scene, there is, you know, a little bit of dancing from the kids. Um, and then there's kids in their production. There are, there's teen, I don't know if they're teenagers that are part of the candy canes. I can't remember. But I know in the Polish and Mother Ginger section, there's kids in yes. that. Um, but I feel like it's always a young girl, like young. I mean, this girl, I don't know how yeah. old, but this girl always looks young, like maybe never, eight, nine like years old. I never child is in double digits whenever I see Yeah, it. and she doesn't do much. You know, she doesn't really do much. And I, I do think that there is a fine line. And I feel like I was telling Tony, and again, the studio I grew up with, it's an amazing studio. And we, we would have, this is a side note, we would actually have people from New York City Ballet and American Ballet theater come to our production and perform the roles of the prince and perform our pas de da for us. Yeah. They would like come in and get paid and they would like be in our production. It was great for marketing and like oh, yeah. all that. And like us also being able to like talk to and see like professional ballerinas, like in part of our production. Like we had Ethan, like after, with... after the huge like center stage craze, we had Ethan oh Seifel come yes. in one year. We had Ethan Seifel come in and do the big prince pas de da at the end. So like, Anyway, moving but, on. But no, wait. I kind of want to pause on that because that's what gives me pause about saying I don't really like kids in production, in a production of it. I said that as an audience member, but like as a dance teacher and a choreographer, how cool is that being backstage with a professional? Yeah. Because like it's always, like I said, I, there are plenty of other smaller companies that would do that too. It's where like um, Festival LA had a training program and then they had their professional program. Yeah. The professionals were clearly all the principals, but they never, the kids never danced with them. Yeah. Except for Nutcracker. That's when they were intermixed. And so that's when the lady that was just your ballet teacher is actually, you know, a principal. Right. And you, so you get to see and be on stage with your teacher who's a principal. You that's know? and that's what that's How what we would do because we would have 
our, it's, it's a, you can't our ballet teachers, our ballet teachers, and then some other people in the community that would do theater would come in and they would play mm-hmm. the adults in the party scene, yes. and then we would always have. Usually, we we would they would hire in a male principal for to do the pot of dough at the end. Sometimes to play the Nutcracker as well, but sometimes we would separate that depending mm-hmm. on if we, there was like this awesome. Teen, yeah, like seen, this awesome that. like male teenager currently at the studio they'd let him do the role of the nutcracker but sometimes you also hired in female principals depending on kind of how everything went and then everyone else in the show were the students mm-hmm. were you know between the ages of like i think eight was the youngest you could do the nutcracker or seven like eight or seven to 18 yeah right. but so i think as being a kid doing the nutcracker it was nice to have adults around i also think that um again there's something useful youthful and great about having kids but something that i always appreciated that my studio did and this is how i kind of went back to this was they would always pick a girl to play clara who was not a teenager but usually a Mm preteen preteen age and i always felt like she danced the right amount and this is where i really think my teachers and my yeah the director of the of the studio like got it because they would have her obviously dance in the party scene with the other dancers and then she would always do like a small small maybe like 30 to 45 seconds solo with the nutcracker itself like the physical doll yes in the party scene yes 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 and then there would be like a little section at the end of the snowflakes where she would dance with the nutcracker which i really just thought it was nice it would like tie it in together of like her relationship with the nutcracker and being like so excited and it's dreamy and it's this weird kind of fondness and love for him and then they would lead them off into act two and then in act two she would really pretty much sit and watch the dances happen except there would be a little section maybe in two or three of the dances where she Mm -hmm. would get up and interact with the russians or the polishinals or whoever it was she would interact with them do a couple dance steps and then sit back down and watch and i think that that was such a solid amount of dancing for that preteen role that I think we lose in New York City Ballet because in all of New York, in New York City Ballet and all of Act Two, mm-hmm. Marie Clara, same person, she just sits in the back. But then you get the reverse of that where Clara or Marie, well, not Marie because it's not New York it's City. You, but like, yeah, usually I think Marie in New York City Ballet yeah. is the only one that says Marie. But with Clara, she dances a lot, and that's when it gets weird to me. I when agree they start with you. Dancing her too much because I was like, the point is that she's been pulled into this world. It isn't about her. Exactly. Yak 2 should not be about her. I think interacting with some of the characters keeps the story alive. Yeah. And it keeps it keeps that from it becoming dead, you know? Yes. But, and there was, I don't, I can't remember. I've seen so many productions at this point. I can't remember what production I saw of it. But Clara would, again, anytime she needed to cross the stage, she would join the company members as they crossed with her, you know? Right. Having her help her cross. Do a little you know, jump, a little yeah, leap pass. You know, like, right, a little bitty leap, you know, little leap pass. Something cute and fun and um, like, but I agree right, with you or though. Or turn here, you know, like yeah. if a male character came through, they would spin her. Yes. And I think one, they'd like spin her and she went into a ponche. Right. And then and she would sit back down and they would exactly. go back into the Exactly. And so that's, like, that's the type I'm of. I'm fine with that. That's the type of stuff I love for that character. Yes. And again, why it doesn't need to be the 30 something 40 year old prima ballerina because sure. it shouldn't be. But I agree there I, are I and see I will take that. I would take like a an older young company member. So like an 18 year old like a teenager yeah. who like cuz again I like those moments where again I think you're it's a perfect chance to show off 
the technique of a younger member. So I like it that and just your ponche is lovely. You right. have wonderful feet. Feeling you know? youthful, I think, is yes. important because there Absolutely. are per, there are productions where um, she did like I same thing. I was watching the Bolshoi today at work. And um, oh, her show's done. My right, God. my show, my shows are done. I actually had a prep to myself, so I was watching the Bolshoi production. <laughs> um, but they have her again, much older ballerina, female baller, female principal member playing Clara, and they have her during the snowflake scene, which should be about these like magical snowflakes that come to life. And again, the Nutcracker and Clara can come in and do something cutesy and fun. Have a day, not but even we cutesy. We don't need them to do a lot. Not even necessarily cutesy, but even have like a nice, beautiful dance moment. But it's not about that. Yes. And I this I was watching it and. Like, the majority of that section, which is a very long section of, of Act 1, was just Claire and the Nutcracker. And there was no reason. It didn't further... Again, I go back to my, like, again, I go back to my theater in me. Like, it didn't further the story. I didn't feel anything. It didn't, like... I don't I just, know. I didn't me, love it. It feels like a waste. Because if I had, yeah. like, a principal, a prima ballerina... Clara and the part I want her dancing. I want to see her exactly you know, in Swan be, Lake or be, in well, like, uh, Romeo and Juliet. There's like, just so put much her more. In or a better ballet. Put her. Put, put her, her as, in Giselle, which is my favorite. Ballet, or but just put her as a Snow Queen. Put her as the Dewdrop. Right. Put her as the as the Grandpa Princess. Yes. Put her as Sugar Plum. There yes. are so many other roles. If you want her to be so dancey, that's yes. not. And I so I think that there's a very fine line as to what I feel like Tony and I agree about what the role of Clara should look like. I do think it's someone that can dance yes. and that should have moments and a couple solo moments or a duet with the Nutcracker, but it's not about once that, once they get to the snowflake forest, it is not about her anymore. Yeah. I feel like Clara's that part that you're, it's your last year being, it's your last year, like in the junior company where you get featured. And then the next year you're in the courts of the adult company. Like right. that is where I feel like Clara needs and to I, fall. I, and so I do want, yeah, I'm with you. I want that. But that's what I, I love. Like, I was, you know, I was also watching clips of San Francisco Ballet's Ugh. version, which you love. <laughs> so and good. I was telling Tony, like, so good. she is obviously a ballerina. I honestly, maybe she's 30. Maybe she's really young and she looks really young and she's 30. That's what, know, that's me. Looks young. I look very young. I could pass for, you know, I mean, not 18. I mean, maybe there's some, depending old, on the day. There's some old looking 18 year olds these days. <laughs> yes, and also depending are. on the day. But she looked, younger yes. she looked just looked Absolutely, more yeah. youthful and i'm like fine you want to put a 30 year old in that role but have it someone that can convey that youthful presence so that when you do have a scene like the party scene if you're mm -hmm. not using kids there's still it still feels like kids and adults and you so another i'm thinking of another um so several years it's done all the time it was just televised a couple years ago and i think they still do play it every now and then um, Debbie Allen did the Chocolate Nutcracker, mm. where it's just a group, it's the Nutcracker, but it's a predominant group of African Americans or dancers of color. But again, that party scene was very clearly adults and children. And I go back to, I go back to what Danielle said of like, I don't know, maybe my opinion has changed. Maybe you do need adults and kids on stage because seeing kids dance on stage makes a difference you know yeah. but it's like that kid is the same age as you you know it I, makes a right. difference but then also again like i was saying i think if you're able to get a get something like um 
if you're able to get something like San Francisco, where I feel like they're able to convey this useful, youthful, mm-hmm. childlike presence within those characters, I think you're golden. Then you've got exactly. it. But that also brings me to something that um, I the re, another reason why I think the Nutcracker is such an important ballet is because it is such a story and a well-known story. Yes. And it and it is a theater production. That show, oh, yeah. that ballet requires you to act. Yes, it, it does. requires you to act in all the different parts. I mean, some parts you can kind of fake it more, like the grandpa and stuff. But I think it's I think there's a lot of dancers out there that unfor- that unfortunately lose the sense of it's still important to act. It's still important to convey the story with your body language that I, that and with your be. face. And I think the Nutcracker is a ballet that allows for so much acting to happen. There's funny parts, there's scary parts, there's beautiful, delightful parts. There's sometimes parts that like tug at your heartstrings. And I think that it's a great ballet to really tie in that theatrical production performance as well. And I, I completely agree with that because when I think of, especially like the smaller companies, you know, not the big, huge ones, but like a lot of the smaller companies, the Nutcracker is a full-blown production down to costumes and oh, sets. Oh, yes. And, like, Oh, like, yes. Even the one I grew Christ, up doing. That Christmas yep. tree is always yep. massive. Yep. Um, what other costume? It's um, the mother. Not us. Um, mother Ginger, if they do mother it. Mother Ginger. That it's costume just, is also usually But even, huge. like, we we didn't have Mother Ginger. We just had Paul Chanel's. But, like, we... And I remember... Oh, I love it. I, I think when I was, like, in fifth or sixth grade, they, like... Uh, they did like a whole revamp. They must have, you know, been like waiting with certain funds and stuff at yeah. my studio. They did a whole revamp and got a whole new backdrop, a new Christmas yep. tree, new costumes. Yep. But like those costumes and that backdrop was freaking awesome. And I, again, this is my studio that also co-runs with this, you know, like community, like yeah. this community professional company. But it's not, it's not the freaking New York City Ballet or anything. Right. Oh, I remember the one year, was this Festival Ballet? I don't know if it was Festival or another production, but I just remember the Christmas tree flew. We were able to get it into the fly system. So, like, it was flat on the backside, which blew our minds, because when we saw it, like, sitting on stage, we are like, how did y'all get this massive tree? And they was like, oh, it flies. And so they sent it's it up amazing. into the fly system. And I was like, oh, my God, I mean, it's flat on the back. How is it flying? Like, it was just the amount of theatrical technicalities that go into the production of Nutcracker. I feel like a lot of companies do that, you know? Like with Mother Ginger, actually it was on the Dance Teacher Network recently, I guess it was about a month ago, they, someone was trying to like figure out how to build, how to get the costume, someone was gonna buy it. And a woman chimed in, she goes, oh my husband has been dying to build the platform that she's like on, so all the kids That's can run underneath their dress. Where are you? We'll pay for the lumber. And their studio is like, heck yeah. So like, and like watching their clips of them building this Mother Ginger costume was insane, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's always this huge elaborate thing that I think, it's why we're still talking about it today. I think it, why it serves its purpose is because it's just a time-honored tradition that no matter how it varies, no matter who you are, where you fall on the damn spectrum, it, it matters, you know? And it's, it's even the ones, again, we have our opinions about Clara. I'm sure there are some people, Clara needs to dance. She's the principal, she needs to dance. I'm sure right. there are people that feel completely opposite of it. But I'm just such a, 
I don't know. It's just, it warms my heart every year to think of the Nutcracker, you know, and the magic that comes from it, you know? Clara dances with it in Act 1 and in Act 2 it's a person, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And it's just something the, it's just the that sense of like, that. it's like this, this beautiful, this magical dream and it comes to mm -hmm. life and you have this wonderful dream and you go to this land and have all these experiences is just really, really beautiful. Sorry, I'm getting distracted because I think I found clips of my production of The Nutcracker on YouTube. Oh my God, yes, please post um, them to the PYT. So Instagram. if I can verify, because again, some of these clips are newer, so costumes may have changed, and I just, you know, if I can verify, I will post some on for sure, and over the holidays, I'll definitely try to dig up some old pictures of me yes. in The Nutcracker and post some. Um, yeah, oh, I need to dig some. I don't have any old not like Nutcracker photos, but I definitely have like some some dance concert photos I should dig out of the woodworks. Well, that being said, let's move right along to our next section called "I'm Sorry What." This section is all about the ridiculous and hilarious things that happen to us throughout our days. For me, my "I'm Sorry What" moment was um, arriving to work today. And this was actually after I had to yell at another teacher for being completely rude <laughs> when my show is tomorrow. It has not been a good day for me. I've had to like yell at a lot of people today. But one of my students that... So after, yeah, yelling at a teacher, it has not, not been a great day. But last week, one of my students, one of my guy dancers, he was like, um... My back's hurt. I don't know if I'll be able to do anything for rehearsal. And I was like, okay, fine. So he kind of chilled out on rehearsal on last Tuesday. Then I get in this today and one of the other teachers that danced with him, she's like, yeah, uh, he couldn't do anything on Wednesday. Like we had to send him home because he could barely walk. And I'm like, but wait, is he, one, is he okay? Two, he has a minute solo in the middle of my mix and he's the salsa partner. She's like, I also have him in two dances. I was like, so if he goes down, that's four dances we're missing. What are we going to do? I was like, I had to turn in music today. Like, I'm going to have to go home and re-edit music and send it to them. So we're in total panic mode trying to figure out what we're going to do if this child cannot dance. And he skips, literally, high school senior skips past us and is like, you guys look really, really stressed. It's Monday. Relax. Like, oh. And skips past us. And we're both like, I'm sorry. I heard that you, like, died the end of last week. And he's like, right. yeah, I'm fine now. That was last week. And I go, oh, I forgot. Bodies do that at 18. They just, they yeah. die for a little bit and they just bounce back. But I'm like, if my back was dying, a week later it's still dying. Yeah. So that was a pleasant little surprise. We will see how the show goes. We have the show the same day that this will air. So we will see. We will see. Um, so last week was my kindergartner and first grade show and it was a little more informal more of like a showcase because mm -hmm. it was their first time performing or for you know for first grade their second time or technically third time performing but you know they're still babies it really is side note i was talking with some coworkers today it really is amazing how this two-week break coming up changes kids how they'll come back from this two-week oh, yeah. break and these first graders will be like mm -hmm. that so mature. I know they're no longer kindergartners who are in first grade. They are true first graders getting ready for second. It Cannot is, wait for that with my oh, sixth grade. Same. I want my sixth graders to click out of yeah. elementary school so bad. Yeah, we're waiting for some Ugh. of our kids to click out of like the younger behavior, but yep, it really yep, yep. is amazing what these two weeks off can do. But with that being said, 
there's this little boy in first grade who's very little, very smart, but very little, and talks in this very cute little squeaky voice and is very precocious, but also has his moments and has a lot of them. Mm, And so he went onto the stage and he didn't know, he like forgot where his spot was. And so someone who was on the other side of the like stage area basically was like, here, just go here and kind of put him in a front, a spot in the front row, which I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. And he did pretty well. But at the end of the dance, he, and I guess the story goes, I talked to him after that, he messed up a step at the end. And so he freaked out and he threw his body onto the floor and started screaming. <laughs> Mom was sitting did. there right center, right front row of center. Course he did. There are videos about it. It's something that we just all like I literally started laughing and just had to look away because I was like, of course this happened. But and of course that was also like the finale of the show. Of but of course. That was that. There is no like I love moments like that because it's like there is no point in even being angry. There's nothing I can do. No. How could I have planned for this? Yeah. How could I have planned for this? Well, that being said, let's move right along to shout-outs, or sometimes class shout-outs. It's not a class shout-out for me, because I've been in the midst of Tech Week for two different schools, and I, honestly, I do want to shout-out, like, uh, my principals for one of my schools that's been very supportive, as I, I said, being grouchy, trying to get stuff done on a very short time limit, and one of my principals just has been, again, we, I don't want to shout her out specifically by saying her name, but like every time I've emailed her with something ridiculous happening, being like, I don't have time to deal with this. Can you please deal with this? It's always like, oh, sure, got it. And then I come the next day and it's done. That's like, amazing. And the, I can't tell you, like for the dance teachers and choreographers out there, you get like how appreciative that is. But like for the dancers, maybe you don't. Like some of, like literally I had someone random be like, oh, the auditorium's booked for your dress rehearsals. And I was just like, I'm literally in the middle of buying costumes for this. I, like, I can barely get to my phone. I, I literally just forwarded the email to my boss and was like, can you handle this? Yes or no? And she was like, yep, got it. I come the next day, like, prepare to, like, negotiate, argue, yeah. all this other stuff. She's like, nope, it's handled. You guys have the space. Go ahead, rehearse. That's and I'm amazing. like, thank you so much. Like, it's, so I definitely want to shout out those administrators that, like, have your dance teachers backs like it matters it matters so so much yeah i've been really lucky this year to have a great operations team at work who's really like they've really helped me set up my shows get me what i need make sure that silly things things like is the program printed are the flyers printed are the chairs are the chairs set up for the showcase um you know things like that are taken care of which takes off a lot of pressure and stress for me so they've been really amazing and i also just want to give a little shout out to my K babies who just, it's a, I have a really amazing group of kindergartners this year and they just yeah. like, they get it. Like I they just, it. they just get life and they're always so willing and they worked very hard in this semester and they are so young and they were able to perform these awesome dances and I have some clips I'm going to start to cipher through and I'll be posting those as well. So definitely over break, watch out for a lot of stuff. I'm going to be posting Nutcracker yeah. clips and dance show clips and I'll try to do a little slideshow on Instagram of all my old Nutcracker um, costumes as I said as well. So yeah as we wrap up this episode we really want to say a thank you to you guys because when we return after Christmas break it will be our anniversary episode. So crazy. We've officially made one year which is insane to me. Yes thank you guys so much for everyone that listens. Please please 
you know, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're super excited to go into year two. We have a lot of cool stuff planned and a we lot do. of fun guests that are going to arise. Um, yes. That you'll know of. So, yeah, we definitely want to say a special thank you to all of you. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed. But we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. As we said, we want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our numbers creep, keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday, except for the next two Tuesdays. We will be taking a break for the yes, holidays. Yes, and enjoy your holidays as well. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Gail Colangelo. See you in a few weeks on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. (laughs) 